0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب الْعَالَمِينَ أمين والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ومولانا أبل قاسم المصطفى محمد اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد وعلى أهل بيته طيبين الطاهرين <laughs> I congratulate all the believers for the birth anniversary of say theinablahha and which should be in the next few days and truly really it is a benefit to be here and to be able to talk about such a extraordinary lady in the history of Islam. As you know, Zainab comes from two words. Zain means adornment and Ab comes from father. And therefore she is the adornment of her father. She attributed and received many of the attributes of Amir al-Mu'mineen alayhi salam and her mother, Lady Fatima sallallahu and her grandfather Rasulullah, and even in some of the books of history, mentions her being similar to Lady Khadija. She was born on such a day, she was born in uh, the fifth year of Hijrah, meaning that she was about five years old when she loses her mother. And when she was born, there are several hadith. Uh, that talked about that the prophet named her Zainab It is said that Angel Jibreel brought this name from God. When the prophet held her for the first time, it is said that he kissed her and said, I advise the present and the absent of my ummah to honor and respect this girl as she looks like Khadijah. But how did they honor and respect her? They respect and honor her in the courts of Kufa, in Sham, in Syria. And the, these were advice of the Holy Prophet to honor her. She has many names and titles. One of her titles is Aqira of Bani Hashem, the wise woman of Bani Hashem. Also from Hadith we have Alima, Ghayra Muallama, the knowledgeable without being taught. Meaning that she has knowledge, but not like our knowledge. We have to go to school, we have to get seek a teacher to learn. But she did not have a teacher. Her knowledge was knowledge that was from God. Or we have other titles of her um, in the books. She married Abdullah ibn Ja'far al-Tayyar. Uh, as you know, Ja'far al-Tayyar, or you might know, is one of the martyrs in the Battle of Mota. His shrine is in present-day Jordan, and it still exists, at a shrine, as far as I believe. And he was one of the great martyrs of Islam. You might have also heard of Salat al-Ja'far. So this is from her husband's side. And she married Abdullah, which was a very good person, a very generous person, a very wealthy and very generous person. And she had, in some of the books mentions, four sons, Ali, Aoun, Abbas, and Muhammad. As far as we know, Aoun and Muhammad were martyred in, in uh, Karbala, and she had a Umm Kulthum, a daughter. So therefore, she has a very lofty position, and we're going to talk a bit, a little bit about her. i like to mention, uh, if you allow me tonight, about some of the position of Sayyid Zainab from one of the scholars of Rijal by the name of Allama Ma'amqani this is a scholar in tanqih al-maqal that has a book of the narrators and has compiled the narrators and he is a very pious person himself he lived around he's a contemporary scholar and the words that he uses, and as you know, Rajal is known for men. It's just for men or, say, narrators. But sometimes uh, they'll use these books to also talk about um, very specific people. So let's listen to how one of our scholars that has, imagine, co- compiled the book, biographies of so many people, has read the biographies of so many people, what does he do when he comes across the biography of Lady Zainab? Very beautifully he says, Aqul Zainab, Wama Zainab, Wama adraka Ma Zainab. It's like uh, Surah Al-Qadr, you, know? um, you um, wa ma, in Zainab and who is Zainab, for example? She has such a high position that we are Unable to understand exactly who she was. Because it takes someone at the same level or higher level to understand, to be able to uh, talk about someone. Someone that is from far below wants to mention about a very high and lofty uh, position of someone is very difficult. And then he continues. He mentions, bani Hashim. She is the wise woman of Bani Hashim. Lady Zainab, as you know, she um, was a teacher of Qur'an in, the, in, in, in Kufa. And the way that she spoke, and you incorporated verses of the Qur'an, and the way that uh, the knowledge that she had, very similar to Amir al-Mu'mineen, the narrator said this, very similar to her mother, Lady Zahra, Sallallahu alayha so you see that she is pure pure knowledge that she has and this is from al in and tabarsi that he he mentions that this this is the, you know in the hadith from ali ibn husayn salam, that she is she has uh knowledge without being taught let's continue what other attributes is lady zainab we go to the other attributes waqad hazat مِنَ الصَّفَاتِ And she possesses very uh, praiseworthy positions. مَا بَعْدْ أُمِّهَا That after her mother, a of Zahra, nobody else had these positions. She is not just a normal a believing woman. She is similar to her mother, a Zahra, was Sayyidah Nisa' from Shia and Sunni sources. حَتَّى حَقْ أَنْ يَقَالَ اللَّامَ إِمَامَ قَانِي says يَا أَسْسَدِّيقَ She is as-saddiqa, the, the honest. So the, the, the she is the second version of as-zahra, salatullah alayha. Siddiq goes to a person whose speech and actions conform each other exactly. When we speak and the way that we act is much different. We say, I only worship you. And uh yeah, we only worship you and we only uh seek help from you. But our life is full of worship of others, our life is full of seeking help from others and forgetting about God, the all-powerful God. But Lady Zainab was not like that. You saw that in after especially her life in the battle of Ashura, in the event of Ashura, and afterwards what she did and what she went through and that she truly only sought help from Allah, she was a true muahida, and we'll talk about this, that her lifestyle was The way that she lived was an embodiment of Tawheed, embodiment of the oneness of God. And when someone reaches such a level of Tawheed, Allah is great for them, is Adim. Allah is magnificent for them. And the creation is now uh, not feared anymore. Not uh, something that uh, someone has to be scared of or worried about, all those people in Kufa, all those people in, in Sham. So, therefore, she is. Nobody was like her. And, you know, is the attributes she, she possessed, you know, unless Sayyidina Fatima al Zahra, sallallahu alayhi wa She is the second Siddiq. Here, fil hijab wal ifaf farida. And then Allahumma Mama Qani continues when it comes to hijab and ifaf, when it comes to covering herself, when it comes to modesty, she was unique and then he says this and this I know it is the birthday of Lady Zainab This, look at this sentence he says, Lam Yara شخصها Ahad, Nobody saw her من الرجال. Nobody saw her في abiha أبيها وأخوائها. From the time that Amir al-Mu'mineen lived and the honor that she had and when Imam Hassan and Imam Hussain were present. Nobody saw her, he says. Nobody saw her. إِلَّا يَوْمِ الطف, Until the day of Taf, the day of Karbala. That was the day that uh, the modesty of Lady Zainab, the hijab, wasn't. she was not able, because of the situation, to protect it as it was protected before. وهي في الصبر والثبات وقوة الإيمان والتقوى Wahida. And when it comes to patience and firmness and being in resistance, and the power of faith, she was unique. Nobody was like her. When you say when you talk about Lady zainab like On the day of Ashura after. Um, the martyrs are buried and you imagine what a scene that is, it is, is the day, they they say in the books of history that they had to spend that night in Karbala and they had to leave in the morning. And when they saw the bodies in the morning, um, they were waiting for her to, to have a reaction, to cry and to see what you know what the damage they had inflicted to Ahlul Bayt al-Salaam. And then she says this famous sentence, Oh Allah, accept this humble sacrifice from us. Very firmly, very strongly, accept this humble sacrifice from us. She rescued Imam Sajjad several times from the court of Ubaidullah ibn Ziyad. and was very strong and would mention that as long as I am alive, I do not let you kill him. This is the the Holy Lady, that tonight we are talking about her life. And when it came to, and all of these are a lesson for us, all of these, and we'll mention, inshallah, more lessons for ourselves, but when you look about these attributes of being saddiq, of affirmation of speech and action, or confirmation conformity of speech and action, hijab and modesty, that if we love Lady Zainab, we have to encourage the modesty and hijab in our communities, of our family members, uh, of the sisters of themselves, even the brothers of themselves. They have to be afif. This quality of being modest is not limited just to, to sisters, of course, but everyone has to protect themselves. And being patient and firm in such uh, time periods that we had, we had time periods where racism, Islamophobia, uh, was very is prevalent and was very prevalent more in, in the u s because of uh, the political situation but alhamdulillah, these last years the muslimin were very firm were very strong Alhamdulillah. and when it comes to her worship it says im al iman when it comes to her worship and her taqwa and piety and not uh, and fearing and being god conscious fearing from sin It says that she would worship at nights. She would worship Allah at nights. She never quit the tahajjud, the night prayer. She gave so much of her time in worshipping that they titled her the female worshipper of the family of Adi. And on the 10th and 11th of Muharram, after the martyrdom of her brothers and her children and many of her relatives, she did not abandon her worship. Many people, when they're faced with big tragedies, big bala happen to them. Many of them leave God. Many of them are tested. That is a test. You know, it's very interesting. Her father, I mean, Mu'min, there's a tradition that he mentions not to say bala repelled, just to do du'a that bala separates us. That is, of course, bala. We don't want bala happening. But Maybe in a way we could say what's worse than this is bala' that causes us to be um, misguided. That kind of bala' that hurts us, harms us so much that we cannot take it anymore. We cannot bear it and we become misguided. Or maybe now the bala' we show our reality, we show who we are. Great figures and great personalities show themselves in the most difficult of exams and tests and trials. If everything is good, and everything is peaceful, and everybody has things to eat, and their security, financial security, and you have time to pray, maybe everyone looks and acts the same. You can't really test someone. You test something when you put them, and you put them in the most difficult of exams, in in that, that hotness of the exams, is a person that becomes pure and purified, or shows themselves, shows their worth. Lady Zainab showed herself in Ashura mainly. In Ashura, that is when people uh, begin to shine in, in those tests. In the same way, in our own lives, uh, sometimes you see some events happen to us that are not with what we want. We have hozin, and that's what hozin and ham is—is is not reaching what you wanted to. Very obviously, Lady Zeynab wanted her brother to be alive. She wanted her sons to be alive, her family members to be alive. She wanted the most important, higher than brother and family, is she wanted the, her imam of the age to be alive. She was in love with the imam of the age, which happened to be her brother. Because they had gone through a lot together. She was five when she lost her mother and Imam Ali A.S., was raising this family alone and so she had a very good connection with her brother Imam Hussein. But of course she wanted him very obviously to stay and and she wanted to, you can imagine on the day of Ashura saying goodbye to Imam Hussein, how long she would want this last glare and last look at Imam Hussein to last. But when someone doesn't keep what they wanted or doesn't reach their desires this causes huzn this causes grief this causes ham this causes her to be Umm al-Masai to be the mother of calamities but does she at such a time does she give in does she uh, lose her belief or her reliance on Allah no she becomes stronger and she she doesn't know uh, exactly what's going to happen in Kufa and Sham, but she has reliance on Allah, she has complete reliance. And that is when a person shows themselves in such exams and such tests. And we learn from Lady Zainab that in patience and resistance, and when it comes to worship, that she would worship more. It is narrated that Imam Hussein alayhi salam, some of the books of history told her that Oh, my sister, do not forget me in your night prayers. And some say that after those nights, even though she could not stand anymore for night prayers, she would do them sitting down, some say in the Maghaten. Therefore, when it comes to tests and trials and not reaching what we really want in our own lives, we have to take advantage of every opportunity with uh, misfortunes, With any bala that happens or with uh, odds that are against us, many times you'll notice there'll be great advantages. We have to take care of those advantages. Seize the opportunity. Be very uh, cautious to, to see that you are being tested by God, Allah. This is from Him. And a lot of times our actions, things that we cannot um, plan for ourselves, the, this happens to be maktub for us, it has to be written for us, we cannot plan anymore We cannot. there's no solution, we just have to have patience, we know then that um, this is when we we are we will be tested and we'll see if this bala for us will cause us elevation or not this bala brings great elevation and you look at some of the hadith that talk about if a person knew how great this bala and these trials were, they wish, wish they were cut uh, with scissors. If we really knew how great it was. Not that you, you ever want that. You don't want that for yourselves. You know, never do dua for bad things to happen. You always say, you Hasanah." Wa you want dunya and akhirah. So, you know, dua we do in the to is a dua that uh, it is in the Quran. We, we want that. But know that if things don't exactly follow the way that you want, and it causes hum for you, causes grief for you. Know that you are being tested and there is good in it, there's khayr in it. And sometimes you might not see that khayr. We'll talk about later on how Lady Zainab saw that khayr and that good with, with, in the way that Allah uh, were, to, were to see this. When it comes to lecturing and speaking, we'll talk about, uh, inshallah, a little bit about her life. وفي كانها تفرع عن لسان امير المؤمنين عليه as if she is a part of Amir al-Mu'minin separate part from Amir al mumineen when it comes to speaking another نَهْجُ balagha a person of that her speeches actually her speeches collected in بَلَاغَات al-Nisa which i believe is a, even a sunni source about some of the speech of, of the ladies in Islam and her speech in Kufa is, is is there, we'll mention some of it. Now Allah Ma'amagani says this about her life. <laughs> if we were to say that she is infallible, then nobody could deny this once they realize her. State her status or her situation in the day of Karbala. That who else besides an infallible could uh, be, could have so much patience after Imam Hussein A.S. Or during during the martyrdom, some of the books of Maqatil mention this, that when every person was martyred, she, and they would bring them to the to the tents, she would rush, you know, to the there to bring that body to help out. As you know, and in, in some countries the day of being a nurse is the day is uh, the day for Lady Zainab Suratullah arayha. And you know, this is because of the, the role she played in taking care of the children, taking care of those that were uh injured or martyred. But you see that when Aoun and Muhammad, is said that when they were brought, they say that she did not come forward. She did not come forward because she did not want to embarrass Imam Hussein. She did not want Imam Hussain to see that a mother, her sister, has followed on the body of her sons and is crying. She did not want to increase his pain. So you see, these are things that infallible people will do. And when we say 14 infallibles, those are titles we give to the 12 Imams, the Holy Prophet of Islam, and Lady Fatima. But there are other infallibles. We don't just limit them to 14 infallibles. We have, for example, in Rome, Lady Fatima al Ma'suma. This title, al Ma'suma, the infallible, is from Imam Rada, is attributed to him. Imam Rada is not just going to call his just because it's his sister, he's not going to call her al Ma'suma. How come he didn't call his other sisters al Ma'suma? He's infallible himself. He's not just saying she's, uh, I know, very pure. The, there's, there's significance in the speech of Ali ibn Musadrita. So we don't just say, we say, yes, there's force infallibles. But look at all the prophets. We say the prophets are sinless. All the prophets that came. This is part of the uh, mission that they had. In general, those that come and they have such a mission uh, from God, there has to be a level of infallibility. And then he says this to, 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 to strengthen his argument. كَيْفَ وَلَوْلَا ذَٰدِكَ لِمَا حَمَّلَهَا Al-Hussein Alayhi Salaam مِغْدَارًا مِنَ الثِقْلِ الْإِمَامِ اَيَّامِ مَرْضِ السَّجَّادِ Alayhi Salaam How can this not be true when Ali Ibn Hussein was sick and that she was fulfilling some of the parts of Imamate. سُمْ أَلَّامِم مَا مِقَانِي she was fulfilling some of the parts of Imam and how can she not be infallible? When Ayatollah Khu'i talks and says that she is Sharikatul Hussein, that she is the partner of Imam Hussein alayhi salam, how can she not be infallible? So we have um such uh Positions from ladies. So Allah and Inham. and as you know, I'm sure you brothers and sisters are very happy at such occasions that such a lady was brought to this world, and it really it is an honor for us. It is an absolute honor we're in, in, uh, favored by God to have such people come to this world to to uh, guide us. Imagine if other people and other nations had such a lady like Lady Zainab, how much would they advertise and show and share her story and life? The world has much to learn from Lady Zainab. It is truly an honor to be of the followers of her, to be the Zainab Yun, to be part of the followers of her father and her mother. It is a great, great. Uh, uh, Place of uh, honor for us. And as we know, when you love the Ahlul Bayt and when you have nur of them and light and your heart becomes f- filled with their light and Allah tests you with, with faith, there's nothing sweeter as we have in you know, books like Basar al Darajah. There's nothing sweeter than the love of Ahlul Bayt. Imam as says, فَمَنْ min umma." من محمد صلى الله عليه صلى الله عليه واجب حَقِّ إِمَامِهِ وَجَدَ Imani And whoever has knowledge from the ummah of the Prophet of Islam, the obligation in terms of the duty and the right of the Imam, he will have the sweetness, he will taste the sweetness of faith. So this, these are areas when it comes to walaadat, when it comes to, buladat, when it comes to um, the births, when it comes to martyrdoms of the Imams, these are places where Alhamdulillah we are very happy that we are part of the, the, the followers of Ahlul Bayt and it is sweetness of faith for us. Visiting Sayyid Zainab for all of us, crying for her, remembering her, being happy when she is born. This is all sweetness of faith for us. Connecting yourself to such holy people is really sweet. Imagine an Islam that is just Quran. You just recite. Quran is beautiful. You recite beautiful. But if it's, you just take one part of religion and you don't take the other part, you just take Quran without Ahlul Bayt alayhi wasalam, and You don't have those explanations. And you don't have that uh, connection when it comes to uh, Ashura, when it comes to the birth of Lady Zainab. Or the birth of the Holy Prophet of Islam, that you attach yourselves to another human being because they are the representation of the Qur'an and they are the embodiment of Tawhid. So we see that Alhamdulillah, the sweetness of faith that we come to in Islam that is complete and has been the Quran mentions. So today I have completed your religion with Qadir. With Qadir, our religion has been completed. Without Ahlul al Bayt, our religion will not be complete. Without Ahl al Bayt, the Quran will not be explained. Without Ahl al Bayt, that emotional side of Islam, which is connecting and crying, would not have been realized. Without Ahlul Bayt, Allahumma Salam. Let's go to Kufa. In Kufa, listen the way that. Lady Zaynab's speech talks about and the way that when she comes into Kufa, Bashir ibn Khuzaim mentions on that day, I looked at her by Allah, I have never seen any proud and modest woman with that eloquence. It was as if she was talking with Adi's tongue. She told people to be silent. People became silent. And it says, even the bells on the camels stopped jiggling. Some say this could be a type of tasarruf or a command over the creation. That even the camels stop jiggling, the, 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 the bells on them, the bells on the camels. When she finished the sermon, Kufa was filled with emotion and sadness. Some people were nipping their fingers as a sign of regret and being shocked. After her sermon, there was a possibility of an uprising. Very interesting there, one of the things she she does to the people of Kufa is w- that she tells them about their crying. May your cries never end and your tears never diminish. O oh, people of Kufa, O oh, you deceivers, O oh, you who break your pledges and retreated back, you traitors, may your cries never end and your tears never diminish. They're crying for Imam Hussein alayhi salam now. They're crying for Imam Hussein. We always think sometimes, Maybe if it wasn't for this speech, we wouldn't dare say something like this. But we always think that crying for Imam Hussein is always good. It is. It is something good by itself. But not the tears of the Kufans. And this is what we want to get to it at the end. The Kufans were crying for Imam Hussein, But Lady Zainab did not say, OK, taqabbal Allah, cry. taqabbal Allah, cry. And masalah. let's have some majlis. No. Ladies and the sister of Muhammad Hussein now says, May your cries never end and your tears never diminish. You are like the woman who painstakingly and with great labor twines a strong rope and then herself unwinds it, thereby wasting her effort and energy. Your false pledges contain no element of truth and sincerity. Your tactic has become flattering the maids and nodding your heads in agreement to the enemies. She does not accept this type of crying for Imam Hussain. Brothers and sisters, this is at the end of tonight's majlis. We have about four minutes. And we shall get into uh, some Q&A that this is what Lady Zainab wants from us. Not just crying. Not just crying. Tears up for Imam Hussain by themselves are good. This is called lodoi. It's very beautiful. but It also is tariqi. It should take us somewhere. Being Husseini, being Zainabi means that all these things that I just mentioned, it leads you into these things that your life changes with Lady Zainab. That when it comes we call her infallible, she did not sin, so that when we do not sin. When it comes to worship, she worshipped Allah, she did not fear anybody else but Allah. She was an embodiment of Allah Billah. Therefore we learn from this when you look at her life she is uh the embodiment of Tawheed, of monotheism and with this very famous sentence when at, when one told about what happened to her brother in Majlis of Ibn Ziyad mara'itu illa jamila that she sees that there is nothing i've seen nothing but greatness but beauty but beauty why because she sees we could say Tawheed, Karbala is not, it's, it's not separate than Tawheed. Karbala is Tawheed. It is sacrificing and showing Allah that you worship Him only. That you do not worship anybody else. And that is the highest levels of Irfan. That Al Aviyar, anything else from your heart, but Allah is, is taken out. I did not see anything else. I only saw Tawheed, we could say. I only saw the oneness of God. I only saw the worship of Allah in Karbala. It becomes one of the greatest actions of humanity, Karbala. Something that the Prophet of Islam, Ahlul Bayt, all took, uh, participated in its making and the Imams preserved it. it. becomes the best action. Therefore, when we want to become Zainabi, when you want to be, please, Lady Zainab, it's not just crying for her brother, Imam Hussain, like the Kufans. It's about realizing and being ready. To do what the com- companions of Imam Hussein salam did for your Imam, for Imam Mahdi, to be Mahdawi, to be a follower of Imam Mahdi. Day and night to remember Imam Mahdi. This means to be, you know, some of the ladies Zainab, alayha, likes, and as she said, we mentioned when she crossed the bodies of the martyrs, Allahumma taqabbal minna al qurban, accept from us this sacrifice. This is the embodiment of Tawheed that, brothers and sisters, if we follow the path of Lady follow which is the path of modesty, the path of knowledge, and at the end, the path of submission, Al-Islam huwa taslim Islam, Imam Ali says, is submission to God, submission against what our nafs, fighting against what our nafs and desires want, and changing our desires into only purely what God wants. This is becoming Zaina